Welcome to the new podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a place that is about inspiring hope. You can find out more about us and hear more messages at MyGatewayFellowship.com. You know, we've been talking about prayer for the past couple weeks here at Gateway Fellowship. Prayer. And prayer is a huge part of being, becoming a believer. Prayer is communicating with God. And we've talked about a few different things. We've talked about how simply, you know, there's no really right or wrong way to pray. There's no formula that you have to follow in order to, for God to be like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to pay attention. You didn't say things right. And just, just talk to God. We've talked about believing in prayer. We talk about not just, uh, just speaking words, but actually believing in what you're saying. And tonight what we're going to talk about is prayer again but perhaps a, a more difficult side of prayer. So what we're going to say, we're going to go a few places tonight, and it's my hope that we'll end up where we need to be at the foot of the cross, and that we'll be a little bit closer, maybe a little bit clearer, and um, inspired above all things. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for first loving us. We know that you are a good God. And we give you everything tonight. Be glorified and bless us with a new, fresh word. Speak to us, Lord, and move. This is your house where your people have your own way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. John Wesley said this, prayer is where the action is. Can you repeat that? Prayer is where the action is. And say it with a little stank. Prayer is where the action is. Prayer. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're going to keep that as our little theme for this night. Prayer is where the action is. Prayer is where the action is. Ian Bounds later said, There is no learning that can make up for the failure to pray. No earnestness, no diligence, no study, no gifts that will supply its lack. In other words, if you're not praying, but you're studying all the time, you're missing the key component, right, Danny? You know, both Dannys are over there, and you both said yes. Because prayer is where the action is. We need to be in relationship with God. We need to be talking. We need to be communicating. Say what's on your heart. Say what's on your mind. Get it off your chest and talk to the Lord. Actually, just talking and praying. Listen to this. William Calvert said this. Satan trembles when he sees the weakest Christian on his knees. Satan trembles when he sees the weakest Christian on his knees. Because prayer is where the... Prayer is where the action is. If you're not praying, you're missing a really important part of the relationship with God. Now, here we go. This is where it can get a little tricky. I've been doing ministry for 10 years now. That makes, I, I was thinking about that. I, I'm really, I'm starting to get old. <laughs> no. St- who said starting? Uh, come on. Starting to get old. I mean, Wimby, we went to school here a few years ago. <laughs> A few years ago, and 
you know, now we're doing ministry here. It's definitely Mike, too, all of us. Growing up quick. So I've been in ministry for a little while. That's nothing compared to Terry or Pastor Rojas. But I've been doing ministry for 10 years. <laughs> and so many times I've seen people give their hearts to Christ and become on fire. Whether it's through like a week of prayer or some kind of revival or at a service and the music is oh, it's just hitting so well. And the spirit is moving and they say, you know what? I want to make a decision for Jesus. I want to just change my life. I want to I want a fresh new start. Preacher is preaching. They come down to the altar and it's amen. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. And people are starting fresh and it's beautiful. It's just what I live for in ministry. To see people actually get to know that God loves them just as they are and you can just grow in him. You can start over. It's awesome. And what happens so many times when people become this, they have this on fire for Christ experience. It lasts for a little while until the first trial comes. And when that first trial comes, you'd be amazed at how many times that fire just dwindles out and it's gone. People will say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about Jesus, I'm all about Jesus, and that trial comes, it's pew. And I'm not pointing any fingers, because life is hard, amen? Life is really hard. So when we're talking about prayer, a lot of people are all about prayer until things go a different way than what you asked for. And that's something I need to just clarify right here, right now, guys. I wish this was not true, but whenever you pray... You are submitting your lives to God, and he may not go the way that you want to go. He may not say yes. God is a sovereign God. He is a holy God. Scripture says he is the alpha and the omega. He knows it all and everything in between. And sometimes God says, no. This is the hard part of prayer. And I realize that. Because I know some people here in this room who have struggled with prayer because they've been so let down. They've been so hurt because there's scriptures that can kind of throw you off that if you don't really look at in context. And even still, I mean, even if you look at it in context, it can still be a little bit confusing. Like whatever you ask for in my name, I'll do it. Well, we asked in your name and you didn't do it. Ask and it'll be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. And you're just like, I've been knocking, but how come the door is not opening? Well, let me say this. This is what I love about Jesus is that Jesus Christ, our Savior, knows firsthand what it feels like to hear God say firmly but gently, no. Because Jesus said, Lord, if possible, can you take this cup away from me? Is there any other way? And God said, Jesus knows us. We can relate to each other. It's awesome. And as we were talking, as I was thinking about this, um, I thought maybe there's a verse that can give a little bit more clarity for us that we can just kind of walk through that may help us as we're on this journey of prayer, recognizing that sometimes it doesn't go the way that we want it to go. It kind of puts us in this position where, you know what? I need to trust God. And I know that God wants this verse to be heard uh, by somebody tonight because when we were in our little devotion, I, don't talk to du- I didn't talk to Dwayne about this. In fact, Dwayne never likes to talk to me. But when we were in devotion, he actually said this, this same verse, not knowing that this is what I wanted to talk about tonight. So I want you guys to get this verse just ingrained in your head for tonight. I'm sure you've heard it before, some of you maybe, but hear it one more time. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says this. 
Let's read it together. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he'll make your path straight. He will direct your paths. However way you look at it, boils down to this. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And in everything that you do, let's acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. He'll direct your paths. If it's okay, I want to real quickly break down this verse. Because sometimes, um, you know, there's no easy answers here. But sometimes just looking at a text like this can help. So let's break it down line by line. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. What is so important when you develop a relationship with God, first and foremost, is to say, ask yourself this. Do you trust me? Do you trust God? This passage is going to show us a few different questions, a few, di- a few different um, uh statements that we need to ask ourselves and the first thing is this do you trust god scripture says trust in the lord with all your heart all of your heart because god has never really been interested in just little bits and pieces of you he wants all of you maybe that's what he meant when he said i'm a jealous god listen to this in deuteronomy 6 5 scripture says love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Like when Danny was singing, he sang with all that he had. Didn't care if his voice cracked. He gave it all. <laughs> Jatesh, when he talks. Sorry, no, I'm just joking. You know, I, I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> Give it all that you got. Give it all that you have. That's what God says. I want it all. Like the old song that, that my dad used to play. 99 and a half just won't do. Some of you guys don't know anything about that. That's okay. God wants it all. In fact, listen to this. In Revelation 3, 16, Jesus says, I would rather you be hot or cold. And if you're somewhere in the middle, if you're lukewarm, which is a really funny word to me, if you're lukewarm, he says, I'm going to spit you out. I'd rather you be all or nothing. Give me everything. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Give it all that you got. When's the last time you've given anything all that you got? Because we always give things just a little bit. But when you give it all that you have, have any of you guys ever just like given anything all you got? You're in the gym. Tim Nelson is just stanking, just biceps curling, giving it all that he's got. You know what I mean? You're giving it all that you have. You're singing. Your voice is cracking. I mean, this is, this is good stuff. Because you're giving it everything. It parallels so well, Revelation 3.16 with with John 3.16, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That's how much he loves. He loves that he's willing to commit all the way. When we got married, Sam and I, we were married and we committed to each other to give each other everything. I'm yours. I definitely married up. You got stuck with this little Mexican. God bless you. You got to trust with everything, with all that you have. Trust in the Lord. Some of you remember a long time ago now, I was able to travel to South Africa. And you remember that I hate flying. And if you don't know, I hate 
flying. Flying is like, it's really cool. It gets you where you want to go, but it's an evil, you know, couple of hours. You're up 33,000 feet in the air. That's unnatural, right? We're not supposed to be 33,000 feet in the air, but we are. And we went to South Africa and I was going to speak and I got on this plane all by myself. I'd never flown by myself. I was like 27. I've never flown by myself. So it was a pretty big accomplishment. I guess it was also really immature. But anyway, we got on this big plane, flew to South Africa. It was huge. It was one of those jumbo planes with lots of space, movies in the front. You know, like, like I, I can get through this. So we flew from Dulles to Senegal, which was like nine hours. And I was like, all right. That's like going to California sometimes or going to Oregon. So like, okay, we're halfway there. And then from Senegal, we drew, we flew to, I wish we were driving. We flew to South Africa, which was like 12 hours, which was just driving. It, it got to a point where I wasn't, I didn't even care about the fact that I was 33 or 35,000 feet in the air. I just, I just couldn't stand being in this little plane anymore. Big plane, I should say. And when I touched down, I was there in the airport all by myself. It was a strange man in a strange land. And I got picked up by our then chair of the board, uh, Pastor Harkum, who we love and miss so much. And he picked me up with that big smile on his face. Hi, Peter, with that awesome accent. And I was so happy to see him. I just gave him this huge hug. And he was a little like, whoa, dude, like, get off of me. But I was so happy because I, you know, flown so far. And it's like, all right, I'm ready for my meetings. I'm ready to go and preach the word of God. He said, all right, you just got one flight left. One flight. I thought it was the van. You know, Terry took the van because he got there before me. Why do I have to get in this plane? And I was like, all right, you know, some of you have heard this before. I was like, okay, well, if I got over like 13 or however long it was, I was flying for like a day. If I got over that, I can get over like three more hours. So we go to the international airport there in Johannesburg or Joburg, as they call it. And I got there, and looking at the flights, at the planes, they are taking us there, and I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be a smaller plane. But I didn't know that it was going to be this little baby plane that should not even be existing. It was this tiny plane. I mean, the wings were like this. Had propellers on it, like King Kong. Like, that is unacceptable. You're not supposed to have those anymore. What happened to the jets, the movies in front of me? The, the you know, the, the pretzels. I had nothing else to say. <laughs> So we get on this plane and I'm like, I'm looking at this, this pilot and I'm like, you, I can see him clearly. There's like not even like a, a protective thing. And I go in there and he's just like, hello, and like hi, I'm scared. And I was honestly thinking, you know, I could get off of this plane and ask Neville, dude, let's rent a van. I'll pay for it. Drive me over there. But I went in. I trusted that guy with every single ounce of me. This pilot that I didn't know. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, this is another story, but that flight was terrifying. It was terrifying. There was like six of us on this flight. I was in the back. I was listening to Hillsong United. And I was like, you know, everything. Where's it and, and, and in the, then it just started shaking. And like it usually shakes, you know, really bad when you're going down. But it was still really high, 33,000 wickedly in the, in the air. And my, they're like, to- I had to take off my earplugs. It was bad. People were screaming on the plane. I kid you not. It was, I just said, I kid you not. I've been hanging with Terry way too long. It was the truth. It was the truth. I was terrified, but the point was that I had to get to where I was going, and I had to trust this pilot with everything that I had. There was no half of it. I had to give it all. So here's my question. Do you trust God with everything in your life? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. That includes those little things that you hold on to. 
that nobody in this room knows about. Those little fears that you hold on to that kind of own you, that, always, that are always there. Trust in the Lord with that. Trust in the Lord with those bills that you don't know how you're going to pay. Trust in the Lord with everything. And then it says this. And lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. This is going to hurt a little bit for some of you, but you don't know it all. You don't know it all. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I love how John said it. He says this in John 3 and verse 30. He says, he must become greater and I must become less. He must increase and I must decrease. I'm going to trust God and not try to own this thing. And control is a real issue for us, right? Tell the truth. You, you have to be in control. When, I, when me and Sammy are going for a drive, she, she's got, it's gotten so bad. Sometimes she doesn't like to drive because when she's driving, if she doesn't hit the brakes at the time that I would normally hit the brake, I'm in the passenger seat going like this. Pretend hitting the brake. I get nervous. I get scared. You guys know what I'm talking about. You want to be, you kind of want to reach over there like, no, you are not in control. And sometimes she says that to me. And I've learned being a husband for just a few months that it's the truth. We are not in control, husbands. (laughs) Just joking. We're in total control. Anyway. Yeah, dream. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, I love my family here. So this is what we have to understand. If we're trusting God with everything that we have, we have to know that as we're praying, if he says no, he's not laughing at us. He's doing it because he knows better. Listen to this. In Isaiah 55, verse 8, God says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. His ways are higher. You don't get it, but God gets it. So when you pray and when you're let down and God goes a different way, trust this. The Lord is not playing games with you. He's not playing games. He's not laughing at you. But he knows for whatever reason right now is not the time. And I'm going to go this way because this is the best way. Trust me with all your heart. But you don't get there unless you trust in him first with everything. Then it says this, in all of your ways, acknowledge him. Again, there's that word, all. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. Think of all of your ways. (laughs) And think if you acknowledge God in all of your ways. I know, I struggle with that. Maybe what can help us is this from the Psalms 16, verse 8. David says, I have set the Lord always before me. I've set him always before me. So no matter where I go, I'm putting God there. I'm putting God there. When you're driving in your car and that person stops unexpectedly and you almost hit them, in all your ways, acknowledge him. When you get angry at your coworker this week, because some of you are probably going to get angry at a coworker this week. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. When you get mad at your husband this week, because some of you ladies will get mad at your husbands. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And fellas, when you get mad at your wife, in all your ways, acknowledge him and run. 
Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. I'm not running this. And it's so funny because so many times in, this, in, in, the Christian, in our Christian walk, we meet some arrogant Christians. And that's not good. And we need to be at a point, guys, where we're putting our ego to the side. Because that's on the cross with Christ. Lean not on your own understanding because you don't know it all. And in all of your ways, acknowledge him. So you see the point. This, you, your life is becoming a God-centered life. And as you're praying, you're understanding that Jesus is, is trustworthy. You need to give him all. And then he says this. And then he'll direct your paths. Or he'll make your path straight. Some people take this verse and go a different way. This part of the verse and go a different way. It doesn't say that he's going to make you healthy, wealthy, and happy. It says he's going to make your path straight. In the message version, it says he's going to clear out the path for, for you to go. This is the way that you go. In other words, trust me. Don't trust yourself. Don't lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge me and let me show you which way to go. I will direct your path. I will be giving you directions on which way to go. And that's good news. Because in life, you know, have any of you guys ever taken a, you know, done like a Google Maps or MapQuest and everything's cool until they're doing like construction on the road and then it's like, wait, I got to go a different way and this wasn't planned? That's how life is. And you're looking at this piece of paper or you're looking on your iPhone and it's recalculating or your, your GPS and it's doing all this recalculating. It's so good. This has happened to me so many times when I've been in D.C. Because my dad is from D.C. And we don't know, I don't know where to go, but my dad knows. He just knows D.C. so well. That's how God is. He's with you in this journey. He's not at home. You don't have to call him like, what should I do? He's like, okay, we're going to go this way now. We have to take a detour now. He's going to direct your paths. Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship, a ministry of WGTS 91.9. We'd love for you to visit us sometime. Services happen each Saturday evening at 6. You can learn more about us and get more podcasts at mygatewayfellowship.com.